Creepers and Creepers podcast today. Uh, today will be more of a bonus content episode um, with because it's a special day today. Today is WrestleMania 37, and the topic of today is going to be a little, you know, close to my heart. Uh, it's going to be talking about wrestling in general and kind of the, the history of it in a sense and, you know, some of my favorite wrestlers and all of that good stuff. But today is also a special uh, day because we have a special guest, which is going to be the first guest um, on the show, and hopefully not the last. We have Kyle today, fellow wrestling wrestling appreciator. How you doing today, Kyle? Here is WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gabe, I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Go. Uh, I don't have one because I don't uh, really watch wrestling. But the only one that I do know about is John nope. Cena. So nope, wrong answer. We're gonna circle back to <laughs> wrong that. answer. We're gonna circle back to that. Uh, but no, man, I um, I love wrestling. It's a uh, one of those universal things that like everyone in the house can bond over. You know, brother, sister, mom, everything. Um, given all the different character personalities and archetypes, like there's a character for everyone. So many different characters to love. So this episode, like I said, is going to be different. It's not going to be so much of a history lesson, but it's going to be me kind of um, shedding a light on the sport and all of the different brands of wrestling that's around and some of the popular ones that have come and gone. We're also going to be giving um, everyone a wrestling name today, so be, be ready for that. I'm ready. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually kind of like an inside joke at my work. We all made wrestling names for each other a long time ago. I don't have one because I was, wasn't around when they did that, but... Uh, it's just, it's just funny that, that you bring that up. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But uh, so to kick it off, so wrestling has kind of been around for um, over 100 years, y'all. Like, um, it's It's been a while. I want to say it's been even the, the, the Greeks and the Romans and stuff like that had uh, wrestling competitions and stuff like that. Uh, but as far as like house, actual house shows go, it's kind of hard to actually pinpoint down um, like a time and date. But I do have... Um, something specific um cwc capital wrestling corporation was founded in 1953 and the reason why i'm mm-hmm. kind of um starting with that is because we're going to be talking a lot about wwe today um regardless of what people says about wwe wd is the biggest wrestling promotion out there in my opinion always has always is and always will be in fact cwc is the name of the performance center now oh really yes didn't know that interesting really good to know yeah, WWE is responsible for a lot of big names in wrestling, like Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho, and Chris <laughs> Jericho and Y2J. No, but uh, some people like to call him Dwayne. But I like to call him The Rock. Yep. I always correct everybody who calls The Rock Dwayne. Yeah, uh, that's The Rock. So, from what I understand, uh, the WWE wrestling is a lot different than like Olympic wrestling, like they did in Roman times and whatnot. Correct. This is professional. This is professional wrestling. And the reason why I say professional is because Olympic re- wrestling and collegiate wrestling is much different from this generic um, professional wrestling. They have different rules and stuff like that. They all have mm. the one, two, three, and all of that type of stuff. But there's different um, professional wrestling like this with live shows. They're not scored, and in, in, they are scored for performance ratings. But they're not actually scored for points and stuff like that to win. You actually have to get a, a clean three count to win. Gotcha. I actually did uh, wrestling in like high school and stuff. So, but it was the Olympic type, not the WWE gotcha, type. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we're gonna be talking about an Olympian today, so 
you you get to hear a bit about that. But <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, WWE gave us a lot of big names like Booker T, The Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, aka HBK, aka Mr. WrestleMania, aka Sweet Chin Music. Uh, Vin Diesel. Things. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel? Nah, I don't know. I'm just throwing. <laughs> I'm just throwing names <laughs> that's a, that, I mean, no, there is a wrestler named Diesel. Hogan. Racist Hulk Hogan, uh, <laughs> Undertaker, Kane, Jeff, Matt Hardy, Rey Mysterio, Razor Ramon. Just so many different people we can throw out there. We'll be here all day if we kind of um, went into that list. But <laughs> I won't talk too much about the um, WWWF, and that's no disrespect to any of those old school guys like Bruno San Martino and Dusty Rhodes. But uh, we will be talking more about WWF and its uh, glory days. WWF mm. was, um, I guess the word I'm looking for in specific is vintage, classic. Just just a sweet spot for um, for wrestling. It was kind of a stepping stone for a lot of the promotions today, like AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling and stuff like that. Um, often referred to as like the golden era yep. of pro wrestling. Yep, yep, yep. The uh, attitude era. Yeah. Vince McMahon... Um, founded WWF after purchasing um, the Cap- Capital Wrestling Corporation, CWC, from his father um, and other associates, Gorilla Monsoon. Um, it wasn't really until Vince signed Hulk Hogan, a.k.a. <laughs> I won't make that, that, that plug. That <laughs> we'll, WWF. we'll get to him. We'll <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, this part of wrestling is important because it gives us the opportunity to talk about two important aspects of a good wrestling storyline, though, um, the signing of Hulk Hogan. Um, that's heels and baby face. Now, Gabe, what do you think mm-hmm. a heel and uh, a heel is? Like on your foot. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. And what do you think a baby face is? Uh, me after I shave. <laughs> <laughs> I love this actually. Adequate. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> okay, so a heel is actually a villain character pertaining to wrestling. Um, or that's favorite story. archetype. Same. Heels are usually portrayed as like a rule breaker or someone who takes advantage of an opportunity to get his rival. Um, some of the best heels ever, in my opinion, in no particular order, and I'm only putting this person at number one because my brother loves this person. Number one, I have Edge. I have Edge, Edge. as the number one heel in, in all of wrestling. Number uh, two, you were going to say something about Edge? I don't like Edge, really, man. I don't care for Edge. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's nothing personal, but oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. But anyway, I was gonna say for number two, you gotta say Viper. I have Randy Orton at number two. Yep, the Viper Randy Orton. I have Randy that... Orton at number two, and it was a hard choice to not put Randy Orton at number one, just because of his edge. You know, like I yeah. remember back in the day, man, Friday Night SmackDown, getting home and Ooh. Edge winning the Money in the Bank and cashing it in on Undertaker. After Mark yeah. Henry just bloodied him to win the belt, and I'm like, dude, this dude is—I hate this dude, but that's his job and to make me hate him. The whole angle with um, Matt Hardy and Lita, yeah. which was a real angle. We'll get to that though. We're, we're pretty sure we're gonna get to like how <laughs> kayfabe and all that stuff works. Mister Mister oh. Steal Your Girl, pretty much. Literally. <laughs> yeah. That, oh man. That's yeah. That's, and it was real. Yeah. I was real. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at number three, and this is going to be controversial, right? I got Kurt Angle at number three. For, for a heel? Here's why I have Kurt Angle at number three, right? Kurt Angle, um, Kurt Angle tries so hard to not be a heel. He tries so hard to be a clean-cut babyface that people yeah. actually hated him for being a clean-cut babyface. 
he's supposed to be the all-American golden boy, and everyone hated it. And it got to the point where Kurt Angle was like a heel, but a babyface at the same time, in a sense. Like, Kurt Angle pretty much did what Kurt Angle wanted to do. And, like, yeah. in his prime, dude, whenever his interest would play, you couldn't even hear the music because fans hated Kurt, Kurt Angle that much. They literally chanted, you suck to his beat. You suck to his, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. Kurt Angle deserves that. Yeah, okay. and, like, I <laughs> yeah, remember... They, they even uh, tried to, um... Sorry to cut you off. No, they yeah. even tried to, um, remix the song so that the fans didn't chant that during his... <laughs> but they he eventually was like, you know what? They love it. Let them do it. Let them have their way. And yeah, yeah. That's, that's where it came from. And, like, I remember this one episode where Kurt was like, no, 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 we're going to do it over. You're going to stop singing it. You, just, I suck. And, like, Kurt Angle restarted the theme song, like, three or four times yes. down the ramp. I'm like, dude, this dude is hilarious. Kurt Angle is my guy, man. Uh, Kurt Angle uh, got some some really great memories. The the milk truck is one of them. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, him acting like John Cena the, the, with the rap battle. Sexy Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make your ankle hurt. <laughs> Sexy Kurt. Uh, let's put oh, it, Shane McMahon. Shane, yep, Shane is going to be on this list. At number four, I have... Um, I don't really care. I don't really know too much about Roddy Piper, rather. But I have Roddy Piper at number four. That's that's respect. Uh, yeah, I don't know too much about him. But yeah, Roddy Piper, for a lot of the heels now in pro wrestling, yeah, he was like one of the best bad talkers back yeah, in the day. Roddy Piper was yeah, like so. the guy you wanted to be like. Um, number five, I have two people in the same spot. I have Eddie and Chavo Guerrero together. Eddie and T- okay, yeah. I can see that. Eddie was I um think... Eddie wasn't a traditional heel. Eddie was just an asshole. I feel that kind of yeah. fell into that heel spot. He was more of a babyface. Um, his whole it's I feel like he's a special case because like I you, based on the definition of heel that you gave. Eddie's gimmick was that he cheated to win. Yes. That was his catchphrase. And, and, Lie, and, cheat, exactly. Steal. And the reason why I put him and Kurt in this list is because of those those technicalities. Like yeah. they they both were you can call them a babyface, but they had certain characteristics where like okay, they're not a babyface at all because they're doing something really to get likeable over. people. Yeah. And Chavo um, Chavo was pretty much just like his uncle Eddie and Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, fun fact, is Chavo Guerrero's uncle. That's pretty pretty dope. Chavo was actually yeah. responsible for um the the wrestling show on Netflix, Glow. Chavo actually um executive really? produced that. Yep. I actually did not know that, and I never watched that show. It's really good. Me. Season one is, is solid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never watched it. At number well, we have five. Number six, I have uh Chris Benoit. At number six. That name. I've heard that name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember him too much of being a heel from when I watched. But, you know, during the time when he was there, um, I remember the latter points of his career, he was super, super over. Yeah. Like, people loved him. Yeah. Chris Benoit put him on his list because he, uh, he was that dude that just beat up everybody you know how yeah. like after a match the match is over you take your your win and leave chris Benoit didn't do that chris Benoit was like all right if i got beef with you i got beef with you and so he he pretty much went out his way to to even the odds with people i think that's why i put chris Benoit on this list for another reason that i won't won't touch a little bit but chris Benoit <laughs> is a heel um okay yeah at number seven i have chris jericho yeah the reason why I have Chris Definitely. Jericho at on this list is because he's the ultimate asshole. Um, he's just rude and disrespectful and loud and belligerent and just in your face. And 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All those words. Yeah. Uh, I got fond memories of Chris uh, Chris Jericho winning um, the unification belt with Booger T uh, pretty much um, interrupting a match to knock Stone Cold Steve Austin out. And I'm like, all right, Chris Jericho is not supposed to win this championship, and this is why I like him. Like, he's the no-name guy. The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin is supposed to win. Chris Jericho actually has really good champagne, if you were wondering. <laughs> really good champagne. Yeah. Is it the Le, le Bubbly? So, yes, yeah. a little bit of the Bubbly. It's hey. really good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And, um, um, yes, his heel work with um on AEW, this is more recent, his heel work on AEW with Cody Rhodes, that feud was really good, too. I like Chris Jericho and um Sammy uh, Guevara, whatever his name is. Yes, I, I like the them Spanish too. God. The Spanish God, yeah. I like them two <laughs> yes. together. AEW is really good, man. They have some really solid stories. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Love them. Um, next I have, and this is a kind of showing some love to the the Divas uh, division. Mickey James, it's the the ultimate. Um, Mickey James heel. Heel, yeah. Mickey James okay, is the yes. ultimate heel. Um, don't really need um, to go too much into Mickey, but yeah, I think Mickey if, James as far is as like heels, as far as heels for women's, I'm gonna have to go with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is, is Sasha Banks is a really good heel. Charlotte is really good heel it's too. A really good heel. Yes. Yeah, but um, I yeah, giving love to the ladies. Yeah, Mickey James at the time, she was just manic. Yes, you know? she was just crazy. That's what it was. Mickey James yeah. was manic, and like Bet Phoenix and Lita were both like solid heels, but Mickey James was just different. She was like this very yeah. small, petite little thing, just beating everybody. <laughs> Pretty much, she was kind of like Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next, I have uh, Mark Henry, man. I got Mark. Okay, yeah, I have Mark the Henry. Hall of on Pain. This list. Hall of Pain. Mark Henry never played a babyface in his career ever, and that's I, res- I respect that. I could be wrong, but from my knowledge, I've never seen Mark Henry as a babyface. Um, he's been portrayed as a babyface in um a couple of angles, uh, not necessarily like in a match, right? I but like, like backstage segments and stuff like that. Yeah, backstage segments and stuff gotcha. because like you know after a while you know no matter how bad you might think you are you know the fans just gonna love you no yeah. matter what because they just respect you yeah um, it's, it depends on who he's going up against so like if he's going up against randy or you know he's a, yeah kind um, of a pseudo baby face yeah i like mark henry and gabe fun fact about mark henry speaking about actual like olympics mark henry and correct me if i'm wrong Kyle, mark henry was actually i won't say the world's strongest man but mark henry was it's mark henry was the probably the strongest wrestler of all time in the world at some point yeah. He he's won um, weightlifting competitions in in the past to to prove it, pretty much. Nice. There's um a video of him. There's a bunch of videos of him like pulling um uh, like a, a sixteen wheeler, pulling sixteen wheelers and yeah. bending a pot. I mean a pan, a frying pan, in, with his bare hands and <laughs> squeezing the apple until it explodes. Mark Henry is the that. strongest person. <laughs> I feel. Yes. I could definitely do that. I could definitely bend a thought in half. You can't have seen it. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> <laughs> you in the wrong profession, then I feel. Um, other side note: Kane is the second strongest um, wrestler um, yeah. in the business. I've heard. Um, I was watching a documentary, and I forget the name of it, but a lot of guys were like, "Yeah, who's the strongest in the ring?" And people were like, oh, um, Brock Lesnar and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody was, uh, Randy Orton was like, Kane. And it was like, what? And it was like, yeah. dude, Kane's chokeslam, like, actually hurt people. Hurt people, yeah. I think he, um, I think I'm getting confused with another wrestler. I think he busted somebody's uh, lungs. No, you're, no, you're, you're right, he did. It was Cena, right? Yeah, it was Cena. Wow. Yeah. Damn, actually, damn, I'm an encyclopedia of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, Kane, <laughs> um... 
Kane is just Kane. The thing about Kane is Kane is a farmer boy, just just cornbread fish. Yeah. Yep. And last <laughs> on the list, I have uh, three people, and it's in no particular order. I have um, I have the Iron Sheik from ECW, who's who was one of those little menacing dudes that used to just run around. I have um, do you remember Wade Barrett? I have him. Uh, yeah. And right. um, yeah, Barrett is uh. Ba- Barrett doesn't get enough respect, man. I feel he doesn't. Barrett is a Barrett is actually a a real um bare bare knuckle fighter. Yeah, that's but, a, he has a crooked nose actually from that. Um, he's currently he does commentary on NXT. Probably my favorite wrestling promo right now. Does he really do um commentary yeah. on NXT? Does commentary on NXT at the moment? Uh, yeah, he does commentary on NXT. Great wrestler. Uh, leader of the Nexus. Nexus didn't get enough treatment no, that it deserved. They didn't. they didn't. Um, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, definitely underrated. Yeah. Um, I also have William Regal and Brock Lesnar, um, sharing this 10th spot. The only reason why Brock Lesnar is number 10 because Brock Lesnar only shows up at pay-per-views and does what Brock Lesnar wants. Fair enough. I think and that's what makes him a That's really what makes him Brock heel. Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he's still on this list for sure. William Regal was that, uh, I just didn't like William Regal. William Regal is also really? one of my brother's favorite wrestlers, so I had to put him on the list. He was just, I mean, he was a good dude. I mean, he was just clean cut heel, you know. He, he um, was very technical. He's one of the technical, most technical wrestlers. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kinda like, exactly, actually. Yeah, just like a, you know, he his whole gimmick was that. You know he's a Europe. He's European. He's snobbish. He thinks he's better than everybody. Um, really technical wrestler. He has some of the best facial expressions and some of the best selling in the ring. Yeah, this day. So, yeah, um, he's facts. also the the manager on NXT right now. Facts. Um, but yeah, that's um some of my um the the immediate people that came off the top of my head. So, I mean, and that's set in stone. That's not set in stone. Rather, that's opinions. If anybody want to send us their favorite like top ten list or whatever list, just email us or whatever. But, um, I would have added Jake the Snake into that. Oh, I forgot about Jake the Snake. Or CM Punk. CM Punk. I, I like CM. I like CM Punk actually a lot. Um, we're going to talk about interest music at some point, and CM Punk has a, a very special spot in my heart because of his interest music. Cult of <laughs> personality, dude. Oh man. Slaps. But um, yeah, heels are intriguing because like they're supposed to be dark and serious all the time, and um, heels are only um, some heels are like like I, we mentioned, um, Kurt Angle. They're unintentionally. Um, heels, meaning people hate them, but they're they don't. That's not their goal, really. You know, like they're actually trying to be a babyface, but they're kind of like going out their way to win the matches and do what's best for them, and it's making people hate them. Um, Edge and Christian were actually um, another one that I would say was a uh, babyface heels. People love to hate it. people hated Edge and Christian, but they also love them. So yeah. they kind of like fell in between that um, that line. Um, so yeah, the other side of the coin are baby faces. Baby faces are—I uh, don't like baby faces, but <laughs> baby faces. Um, I feel like it, that's more of a WWE problem than a <laughs> baby yeah. face problem. It is. So, so heel is an antagonist, problem. basically. Yes. Okay. Antagonist and protagonist. Wrestling. A successful story has to in wrestling has to have a heel and a baby face. The reason why I say it has to have a heel and a baby face because. There's been um, moments where there were two heels or two baby faces, and it was kind of like, who do you root for? You know, yeah. I remember um, there was a Randy Orton, Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar a few years back at SummerSlam, and right. I'm like, what? I'm like, 
Who do, I don't want anyone, anybody to win. Yeah, during that angle, Orton was the babyface, yeah. sort of, because that was around the summer when the RKO memes really took off, and they, yes. you know how WWE loves to run things into the ground. Uh, yeah. So, facts, um, facts. he was like the babyface, and because he was going up against Lesnar, it, yeah. Um, but you know, Randy Orton's not a babyface, man. He's no. a heel. Yeah, the the definition of babyface that I got from the internet is a specifically Wikipedia. That's a Wikipedia plug, but <laughs> it's a character who is portrayed as being moral or approving, or that is the good that is the good guy or crowd favorites. So I guess we can kind of go with that crowd favorite definition. And um, funny enough, um, I'm going to mention his name again. Kurt Angle was introduced to the WWF as a babyface. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, not going to put Kurt Angle in this list, but some of the most popular babyfaces in this order. Let's do it. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the most popular, famous babyface of all time. Facts or, or fiction? I was going to say John Cena, but uh, yeah, Austin back in the day, yo, the crowd. Oh, man. I don't think anybody gets reactions like how Austin did. Yeah, Austin is uh, Austin is is crazy. At number two, yeah. I have John Cena, excluding the Doctor of Thugonomics um gimmick. That's yeah, excluding that. Yes, John Cena, yeah. man, John Cena, babyface, literally over yeah. a decade. Yeah, John Cena, man. Um, John Cena is the. I didn't appreciate John Cena um growing up. Like, I've always thought John Cena was corny because he was trying to do the whole hip hop thing and jean shorts <laughs> and all that. But like looking now, whenever he comes back to the wrestling and stuff like that, I actually appreciate John Cena yes. and what he did. Like John Cena was is huge was huge for um for wrestling. Big deal like for wrestling. Big um, big deal. I grew up loving John Cena, then I grew to hate John Cena, then I grew to love John, loving John yeah. Cena again. <laughs> yeah. John Cena is one of those one of those characters where he he has to grow on you. But yeah. um, at number three, I have The Rock. Yes, I, I was like, there's only one answer for this. It has to be the rock. <laughs> and so th this this list is gonna be weird because like, in specific these these guys are era guys. So in specific yeah. eras, these guys were all the number one of their era. Um, so it's kind of hard to say Stone Cold was more popular than The Rock and Cena because exactly. it depends on who you ask. If you ask me. Stone Cold is probably the, the biggest babyface of all time. If you ask my brother, he's going to say Cena. If you ask Kyle, he's probably going to say The Rock. It's just different, different, different takes, pretty much. pretty much. Yeah. Number four, I have Sting. Sting, yeah. I Sting's have, um, pop at AEW recently yeah. was pretty big for a no crowd pop too. Yeah. I have uh, specifically Crow Sting, not the the surfer dude. Surfer, Sting. yeah. Crow yeah. Sting, yeah. Definitely. Pro Sting, man. Sting was nuts, man. We, we're going to talk a little bit about Sting a little bit later. But um, number five, I have Rey Mysterio. Yes. Ultimate baby face. <laughs> Ultimate baby face. Ultimate yeah. baby face. There's absolutely no circumstance. You, anybody <laughs> should be booing Rey Mysterio. And there have been no. times where the crowd has booed Rey Mysterio. That's just because WWE is bad at doing things. But um, yeah, it's, it's very, very difficult to boo this man. So lovable. Such a likable person. Facts. Um, uh, number six, I have um, Mick Foley. Yeah, pretty much what I just said. Um, same thing. You, you, Mick Foley. You, you can't hate Mick Foley, and if you do, like, shame on you. He's the definition of a dad wrestler, but dude yeah. is a dude's Actually, a champion, a warrior. Yeah. Fun fact about Mick Foley: Gabe. Mick Foley um introduced uh Mick Foley became popular for one is because um he's known as Hardcore Foley, right? Right. Um, Mick, Mick Foley was all about like um, pain and stuff like that. He would always have extreme matches like thumbtacks or barbed wire or 
exploding barbed wire. <laughs> he even he even let uh, Undertaker throw him off the top of a cage, and it like cut half his ear off. Whoa. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, Tyson. Oh uh, yeah, bit half his ear off. Yeah. <laughs> McFoley is also famous because he um, introduced personas and different um, aliases to wrestling, right? So McFoley had, um, and I'm going to have to Google this real quick, real quick. Uh, McFoley had Dude Love. Mankind. Who, who, mankind. He had Cactus Jack. Uh, he had, um, I'm missing somebody. I'm missing somebody. Dude Love. McFoley was one, technically. Mankind. There was Cactus Jack, and then there was a. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. If I am missing I think that's one, it. let me know. But each one of these personas was a different um character, pretty much. Gabe. So you had Mankind, who wore like a um, leather face mask, who was more um into like pain and all of that type of stuff, and deranged. His special was a uh, his finishing move. Rather, he put a dirty sock on his hand and stuck it in people's <laughs> mouth. And so it's the same guy, but he was just acting different. Yeah. Amazing yes. finisher, yeah. Mr. Sacco. Yeah, my favorite WrestleMania, uh, I mean, not WrestleMania, but Royal Rumble moment is whenever Mick Foley got eliminated. Then Mick Foley <laughs> went backstage and changed into Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack got eliminated. Then Mick yeah. Foley ran back into the back and changed into Mankind. And, like, I think, I don't know if he won it, but it was just, like, it was the same person. Yeah, it was, it was hype. Hype. Some Bugs Bunny <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 Um, next on the list, um, I have Hogan. Yeah, Hogan controversial was... pick, but um, Hogan. I say Hogan. This is before the whole Hollywood Hogan stuff and the sex tape stuff. But Hogan is a is a big deal in wrestling. Yes. Hogan is a big, big, big deal. He's up there with the Undertakers. I mean, the the John Cena's and the Rocks. Yeah, like one for sure. Definitely. Um, and to cap off the list, the final two spots, I have Ricky Steamboat and I have Daniel Bryan, and I put I guess behind a Daniel Daniel Bryan. Uh, I I mean, I don't look. Daniel Bryan is top three of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But <laughs> yeah. um, I like Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah, Ricky I, Steamboat. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat is his ultimate <laughs> baby face. But that's also another one yeah. of those oof ones. Definitely, uh, yeah. Daniel Bryan has always been um uh booked wrong. I feel I like Daniel Bryan as well, but I feel like WWE um doesn't know how to book him all the time. This what uh, they're yeah. doing with him now, I, I like it. The whole thing with Edge and um and um Reigns, Reigns, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Daniel Bryan, great heat. I think he has a tremendous heel work as well. I yes. love the Planet Champion era. That was actually like really entertaining. Yeah, I like the uh, the Wyatt family, Bryan actually. Wyatt family, Bryan. I like yeah. um no Daniel Bryan. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Daniel Bryan is, is is solid, man. Um, but faces. There's a lot of faces, man. There's anti-hero face, comedian, celebrity, and, and and so forth. But like Kyle said, I generally gravitate towards heels. They're interesting because they go out their way knowing that people will boo them for being an ass, and they still go out there and don't care and do their jobs. And heels put faces over, actually. Like, right. a lot of the time at WrestleMania, you're rarely going to you're maybe going to have one big main card where the heels going to win. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my list for faces and heels. But, um... I'm going to, like, fast forward a little bit. So, around 1993, 1997, um, there was a big steroid scandal with um, Vince McMahon Company and all of that type of stuff. And around this time, this is where our heroes started to come into picture, the guys that we um, we grew up to. So, due to bad press and writing and stuff like that, um, wrestling kind of took a dip a bit. 
So to turn that around, um, Vince McMahon started to sign some of these big guys like Bret the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and Razor Ramon and uh, branded these guys as the open quote new generation of wrestlers. Um, hot take, Kyle. People say Cena and The Rock um, and Austin are the, is the biggest wrestler of all time. I think it's Bret the Hitman Hart. The only reason why I didn't put him mm. on the the face or, or the um, heel list because I don't think Brett fell into any of those roles. I think Brett was a uh, had his own did his own was always original and did his own thing and kind of Brett was not a talker at all. He was. That's what that's what kept him from being successful. So that's I changed what, yeah. I changed the whole greatest ever do it rather. Um, he didn't have a mouthpiece and people talk for Brett. That's what held him back. But yeah. as an in ring performer, I think Brett was one of the best to do it. Yes, I agree. He didn't have a mouthpiece. Um, there were times when um, he would just speak from the heart, and you felt it because right. it was real. Like they they just let him off the leash. Yeah, I wish they Brett just was, did that yeah. with him more. Yeah, Brett was but, one um, of those guys that uh, just just you just like Brett. His yeah. um his whole theme um Gabe he was called the Hitman. So he came in the ring with his leather jacket on and his shades and pretty much looked like this mobster type of guy. And um, he had his little family. They were called the Hart Foundation. His brother was Owen Hart. Um, Owen died in the ring, right? Yes. Owen fell from the rafters. Yeah, it was during a pay-per-view event. Like straight up died. Yeah, dude, that's hard. During his entrance, yeah. Jeez. Where Mysterio also um, accidentally killed the guy um, in the ring a few years ago too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, (laughs) that happened. (laughs) Yeah. But um, around this era, this is kind of where um. Tag teams and stables always existed, but this is kind of a where it's tag teams and stablers kind of got popular. Now, um, <clears throat> I'm going to be talking about two stables in specific that kind of was popular around this era. And this one involves Hulk Hogan. We're going to talk a little bit about Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was the man at some point back in the day. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about NWO, right? Um, so at this point, WCW signed Hogan and a bunch of other WWF stars and launch what is what was known as Monday Night Nitro on TNT to pretty much compete with uh with WWF and Raw. Um, this is important because without Monday Night the Monday Night Wars and Monday Night um, Nitro, um, we really wouldn't have got some of the amazing storyline and matches of all time. Like um, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10 was probably one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. It kind of put the best ladder matches all. Yes, best ladder matches. Yeah, but NWO was short for the New World Order. The shtick were um, they were a bunch of unsanctioned wrestlers aiming to take over the control of WCW in a manner of like a street gang. So these guys were like real gritty looking and um, smoked their cigarettes and kind of didn't play by the rules and stuff like that. What Spray, made this group crazy though? And everything. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. What made them so crazy though is because Hulk Hogan turned heel, and nobody ever was expecting Hulk Hogan, the biggest babyface at the time, to turn to a, a heel. So he changed his name, branded himself as um, Hollywood Hogan. He started to wear uh, bandanas and wild boy, wild, wild boy. Um, brother, but... Um... Hey, brother. <laughs> I love this Hulk Hogan, by the way. I just love that. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> look, Hulk Hogan, look, we all know what Hulk Hogan really was saying whenever he said brother. Every yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this Hulk Hogan was very entertaining. Um a lot of people didn't like it at first. Cause I liked them a lot. It was better than that uh, All-American Hogan, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, NWO, and I'm only going to speak of the, the original members because a lot of people joined NWO, but consisted of Hollywood Hogan, 
You had Scott Hall, aka my boy Razor Ramon. Yeah, Kevin Nash, and I guess we can say Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Um, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are um, aren't main card guys, but they're some solid mid card performers. Um, Kevin Nash is is one of those dudes that just put on a good match. You know, um, went by Diesel, and I think he went on um uh, his other name was like Big Sexy or something something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Big Sexy. Yeah. Macho Man, though, however, was a was a big deal, and Macho Man joining the NWO was kind of to put Macho Man back in the spotlight from his um the Golden Era days because people had to, people stopped liking Macho Man after the his his he just got old man the oh yeah and all of that <laughs> shit. Um, this is around the same time he got the the Slim Jim promotion and all of that, but yeah, um, that was the original members of NWO. Um, NWO did a lot of um dope things like Kyle said, spray painting the world titles and just straight up menace around the locker room. Um, NWO gave us a uh, crow Steen, pretty much. Yep. Uh, probably one of the dopest wrestling gimmicks of all time. Uh, Steen, pr- pretty much they they I want to say the I don't remember and correct me if I'm wrong, but Steen got jumped or beat up or whatever, and a few weeks later this random figure started to show up in the rafters of, 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 of Monday Night Nitro, just sitting there with a bat in his hand and a trench coat with the white um, spray paint. And um, Gabe, I'll post a picture of Sting later, but or you can Google it, but Google Crow Sting, but white face paint like a ghost just sitting up in the rafters with a bat watching your, your wrestling matches. That was Sting. And yeah. he did this for like three weeks straight, just watching people from the rafters, and people didn't know who he was because... It was it was new because everybody knew Sting as <laughs> surfer dude, Sting with the blonde hair and um, excited and all of that type of stuff. So Sting pretty much went emo in a sense. I'm looking oh, at I this guy. He's uh, the pro Sting. Interesting yeah, looking. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Sting was Sting was that dude. Um, but yeah, um, NWO they did their thing in this era, and after the era with NWO. Here comes the most popular and important era of wrestling, which is the Attitude Era. It came about towards the end of the 90s. This era brought us a lot of important things, and we talked about NWO, but we're going to also talk about the other big faction, which is D-Generation X, or DX. Suck it! DX, yeah! DX uh, was a rival group to the Hart Foundation at the time, because Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had a big beef going on inside the ring and on cameras, but also outside the ring and on cameras. They, those guys didn't like each other in real life. Hated each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. DX. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The Montreal Screwjob, um, we can talk about that right now, actually, but pretty much gave Montreal Screwjob, right? So uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had a match, and Vince McMahon said, hey, Bret, you're going to win this match. You're not losing the belt, right? Um... McMahon told Shawn Michaels, hey, Shawn, you're going to win the match. Brett's losing the belt. Vince McMahon didn't tell Brett Brett Michaels that this was going to happen, that the plans had changed. So in the ring, Shawn Michaels' um, sweet chin music, Brett, or whatever, did his finisher on it. And um, the ref counted one, two, three, quick like that, before before, uh, Brett Hart could, um, you know, pick his shoulder up. And Brett was caught off guard because he was told by the back room that he was going to win the match. And he didn't. So this is known as the Montreal Screwjob because Brett Hart, Brett Hart pretty much got, got screwed out of um, his um, his title. And this kind of um, led to a lot of the um, background issues between Brett Hart and Shawn Michaels. And apparently Shawn Michaels was not uh, a likable guy back in the day. Yeah, that's after, what I heard too. This. So Michaels yeah. was a piece of work back in the yeah. day. 
back in the day after this. And this kind of led to Bret Hart, like, retiring in a sense. Like, after this, Bret Hart, yeah. Yeah, man. Bret just, like, stopped. Like, because, like, he was, it screwed him over in a sense. Um, But, yeah, um, DX included Triple H, which is also my guy, Shawn Michaels. Um, One of my favorite tag team combos, Billy Guns and Road Warrior. I love the New Age Outlaws. Yep. It also included my girl China, who was like one of the strongest girls back at, back in the day, and one of the um, best X-Pac. professional wrestlers. Yeah, X Pac. China and X Pac got the history. They did a sex tape together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did a lot. X Pac did a lot in his career. Yeah, that dude there was on some stuff. That <laughs> dude um, did a lot. Yeah. Um. Now DX were they were they were um different. They were villains in the sense of they acted as a gang, but they were also um, it was more along the lines of like kids doing whatever they wanted to for the hell of it and for the fun of it. Um, and DX is um, is important to the, the the younger crowd like us because NWO was cool and stuff like that, but DX was more relatable and stuff like that. They it did cool stuff like legit, dropping like tanks pulled, and pulled pranks yeah. on people, pulled pranks <laughs> like, and stuff literally. on people. Yeah, <laughs> there was um. The infamous um, Triple H said Shawn Michaels wasn't a badass, and Shawn Michaels was um, spent a whole episode backstage um, super kicking people Baby in boy. the face. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, yep. Um, this era also gave us the War is War um, tag, which is one of my favorites. Um, it introduced the Big Red Machine and introduced the um, some some popular feuds: Undertaker versus Kane, Austin versus McMahon. That was one of the two one biggest the feuds at the time. Pro wrestling feuds of all time: Austin and, versus McMahon. And then there was um uh, Austin versus um The Rock was also around this time. Yeah. This era actually gave us one of the most, probably the most watched and rated matches of all time. Apparently, there was an Austin versus Taker match that was rated at nine point five stars, which is the highest rating um, any match has ever gotten. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that match. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. it, but it's apparently it's a 12-minute match of just awesomeness, so I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Um, some other things that this era gave us was uh, memories like the Alliance Invasion story, where uh, WCW invaded WWF, and it also oh, gave yeah. us ECW. Yeah, um, ECW. The McMahon hated ECW. Yeah, man. I feel I feel bad for ECW, man. That's I call them the, the Tuesday Night Crew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ECW stood for Extreme Championship Wrestling, I yes. want to say. And they were they were hardcore, dude. Um, They were unfortunately considered the little brothers of Raw and SmackDown because Raw was on big Monday night. SmackDown was on big Friday night, right? And then you had ECW on Tuesday. Yeah, so, so it was like, all right, I'm not watching wrestling on Tuesday night. Like, I just watched Raw. And nobody wanted to watch ECW, man. But ECW did give us um some memorable characters um people will say that um ecw didn't have stars but ecw had some stars they had cm punk lashley got big on ecw rvd sandman tommy dreamer yeah taz rhino all of those guys man um ecw pushed the envelope where they um they were pretty much um you remember we talked about the mick foley guy ecw did the mick foley thing every week where the matches were extreme, where they put people through tables and set them on fire and stuff like that. And um, Bob Wire Fence and just gritty. Um, I personally think Sandman may be the greatest ECW wrestler of all time with CM Punk. But I'm also really? biased towards Sandman because he does some um, outside the ring stuff that I, I do appreciate. I might have to say RVD, 
Sabu, 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 Sabu is ridiculous, bro. Sabu is that dude, man. That man did not care about his well-being. No, man. Sabu was that. Want to talk about like uh, finesse, man? Sabu used to walk those ropes like, like, like ease. Yeah. Yep. But um, circling back to the whole invasion storyline, um, with WWF and WCW. Um, WCW um, acquired members from ECW to join what they called the Alliance to pretty much make put ECW on the map because Vince hated ECW. But this is around the time where Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff and all of those guys started um, working behind the scenes and kind of getting these guys involved in and stuff like that. This brings us to um, a super important part of wrestling history, the unification of the WCW and the WWF championships. And the only reason why I'm talking about this history lesson is because it's important, right? So it enters uh, Chris Jericho, which is my guy, greatest wrestler of all time, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> love Chris Jericho, Y2J, all of that stuff, right? Jericho was like a no-name in WWF at this point. He had feuds with like Ken Shamrock and, and Goldberg and stuff like that, but they never really, really took off. But um, Jericho got put on the map because Jericho was one of those guys that always showed up to work and if he if they wanted him to let somebody win over him to put them over Jericho did it Jericho always did what was what was asked of him so they're like all right let's let's let Jericho get involved you know um see what he can do so Jericho um gets the WWF and um they immediately throw him into like a a friendship but rivalry feud with The Rock it pretty much started out as um Jericho being jealous of The Rock and stuff like that. And they never really like fought in the ring at the time. But they were pretty much just making fun of each other on the mic. I remember that um, there was one time they had like a, a roast competition. Yes, but they, they were roasting. Roast they were roasting Stephanie McMahon. They were like, yes. <laughs> they were talking Shut about her boobs, her ass. Oh my yeah. god, that's where it the so bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's where the Rock Shut Up Bitch come from. And then Chris Jericho's, would you please shut the hell up? That's where all of those tags come from. So, yeah, those guys just made fun of each other on the mic, and people loved it. Um, but The Rock and Jericho eventually um, fought. So the, Jericho is um, goes down in history because he's the, the first wrestler to hold both championships at the same time, WWF and WCW. And it pissed off a lot of people because he beat The Rock, which is a big name, and he beat Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is a big name, in the same night to do that. Granted, he had some help from the WCW guys with the Invasion arc, Booker T specifically. But a win is a win in the, in the history books, right? Nobody cares about how you did it. It's a win. So yeah. Jericho um, held both belts at the same time. And um, people, people despised him for it. And Jericho just loved the, the hate that, people, um, that, that it brought him. And that's why I love Jericho, man, back in the day. Just didn't care what people, people thought. Um, but yeah, that's that's like a, a brief overview of the the old school brands and stuff like that. Raw and SmackDown came became popular after the invasions and stuff like that. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, WrestleMania though. Uh, this, Wrestle- this t- tonight's WrestleMania. In general, we're gonna get to tonight's okay. though. Yeah, in general. So WrestleMania, um, Gabe is like the Super Bowl of wrestling. It's pretty much where you put everything on the line to, to win that championship. I figured. It's where you get the W. You got to get the dub on <laughs> WrestleMania. Yep. We're not going to touch every WrestleMania, but we're gonna. I'm going to talk about a few of my big moments, and I'm going to let Jamie and Kyle throw in some of their favorite big moments. But 
it's worth that Shawn Michaels has a appearance in probably every single one of these these uh these these moments because Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah, that's literally his name, Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah, and um, we're gonna talk about Undertaker as well, who won twenty one straight WrestleManias before losing to Brock, which yeah. But um, first up on my list, I call this one Edge's Burning Desire at WrestleMania twenty two. It's probably the most violent WrestleMania match of all time. Where oh, Edge, well, um, up against Mick Foley, right? Yeah. Oh my yes. God. set the table on fire and Edge speared him through it. Oh, how old? I think I was in the fourth grade when I watched that. Yeah. Oh, I remember <laughs> my brother. That was crazy. That was wild. And the, the table blew up after he hit it. He hit it. Yeah, and, and literally Edge was shaking. He was sh- literally shivering after that. Like, I think he had, like, um... It was, it was a little bit of a little bit of trauma. He definitely yeah, had a little bit of trauma after that. Because <laughs> Edge wasn't a hardcore guy like that. Edge didn't do anything regarding ECW, but Mick Foley did this every night. Yeah, Mick um, Foley was his body was used to that, bro. He dude got blown up by C four, guys air bitten off, got lacerated yeah, by barbed wire. Mick Foley was that dude. Edge did some stuff like the the spear off the ladder. The spear off the ladder was was dope. Um, yeah. He had some hell in the cell moments. But not nah, Edge didn't I think, deal with Pyro yeah. like that. <laughs> I think this was like the um, the the thing that put Edge on the map, or one of the big things that was like, "Yo, okay." Yes. So yeah, uh, that was my that that was number one. And this is in no particular order. This is just some in general ones that I got. Number two though, I call it the deal with the devil at WrestleMania Seven. This is where home, uh, Stone Cold was returning from um, a neck injury, and he wanted to beat The Rock badly for the championship, yeah. right? Guess who marched down the ring to help Stone Cold win the title? Vince McMahon. Now, Damn. as we talked about earlier, <laughs> Vince McMahon and Stone Cold were like ultimate rivals. That was like God versus devil, right? Stone Cold being God. Vince McMahon be- and, and Stone Cold became friends to beat The Rock. And fans hated it so much, they were like, yo, he sold his soul to the devil by yeah. shaking hands with Vince and helping him win. Um, A lot of people three, didn't like um, this heel turn. For- they loved to just cheer Austin, man. Yes. Yes, people hated it. Um, it it took a lot away from Austin actually because people were like, "Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not fooling Austin no more." Because people don't like Vince McMahon at all. Yeah. Number three, I call it goodbye Shawn Michaels, but not for that specific reason. Well, yeah, actually, um, this was at WrestleMania 26. Shawn Michaels pretty much um was like uh was so obsessed with beating the Undertaker. Yes. Really wanted to be Undertaker. He was like, "This is the last thing I need to do in my career. My career doesn't mean anything if I don't beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. I'm Mr. WrestleMania. I have to win." Right. And then um, Shawn Michaels put it on the line. He was like, "If I don't beat Undertaker here, I quit." Pretty much. And 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 then pretty much um, this match is memorable memorable because it um there was a part where um Shawn Michaels was bloody, and um he did Undertaker's famous throat slash. And it um it pissed Undertaker off, and Undertaker picked him up and tombstone the the, the, the hell out of him. Amazing and match! Like, amazing, amazing match. Um, Shawn Michaels actually um, I think this was his retirement match, right? Um, you know how wrestling is. You know how these wrestlers yeah. say they retired and yeah. they come back and they do all this other shit. Yeah. But um, this was like his last big match. Yeah. yeah. Um. 26. Next though. I call it Shooting Star Crash at WrestleMania 19. Oh, brother. This is one of my <laughs> this is my favorite. I think you know where this is going. <laughs> Brock Lesnar literally <laughs> <Yes>. almost <laughs> Brock Lesnar um, 
Gabe, you know who Brock Lesnar is, right? That name sounds familiar, but... A... Big, bulky, hulk of a guy. I'm going right? to look it up. Just... I'm better with faces. Beast, beast of a guy. Big, big guy, right? And this was a really good match. It was Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. And Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar's rivalry, friendship, was, was pretty funny because you had this serious guy, Brock Lesnar, backstage. We and you had this serious guy. Yeah, you had this guy who wanted to be serious, but people thought him, of him as a goofy person, Kurt Angle, pretty much having push-up competitions and sit-up competitions <laughs> and milk competitions backstage and stuff like that. It was just a different thing that you never seen from Brock Lesnar. Um so Kurt Angle can 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 Kurt Angle is one of those top five wrestlers of all time in the ring too. But Kurt Angle can do anything in the ring. Jump from top rope, um technical stuff, all that. But Lesnar's big ass pretty much tried to do a shooting star press from the top ropes. Shooting star press is um you jump off the top rope and you I want to say it's like a You do a backflip but you go forward and you land yeah. on your stomach stomach Brock Lesnar landed on his neck though <laughs> yeah and um, people thought he, he broke his neck in the ring yeah and he he nobody knows how but he didn't all he suffered was a concussion does he have uh, they, any neck vertebrae he looks like he's just <laughs> like a head on a torso no neck uh, they said that if he this, wasn't like that big he probably would have been paralyzed Yes, his, yeah. his muscles actually saved them. Yeah, and they actually banned him. this move for a while after that. Yeah. People couldn't do it. Well, um, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kurt, you could, if you ass. watch very closely that match, you could hear Kurt Angle say, are you fucking crazy? And he said, he pretty much said, yo, give me the F5 and just end this match right now. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's how the match yes. ended. Yep. <laughs> Number five, I got um, End of an Era. Triple H uh, versus um, Undertaker. So, Shawn Michaels and Triple H were best friends in and out the ring. And Triple H pretty much wanted to prove that he was better than Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels always had the... Triple H has the most WrestleMania losses in in history. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker have the most WrestleMania appearances and wins in history. So, Triple H was like, alright, I need to make a big moment for myself. I'm better than Shawn. I can beat Undertaker. Triple H cannot beat Undertaker. He almost beat him, but he didn't. Um... This match was memorable because um, Triple H was bloody and beaten up, and he told Undertaker to suck it. It was in Hell in a Cell, too. Yep, he told him to suck it, and um, I think somebody told me that was unscripted, and it actually pissed Undertaker off, and he, like, picked him up and jumped and did a tombstone pile driver and, like... Oh, really? Put, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, it pissed him off, and he, he, put, he put him out, pretty much. So... <laughs> They call it the end of an era because um, I think this was technically um, Triple H's technic- technically retirement match as well for a while. And it was like, all right, Undertaker, this was probably his last match for a good while. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, all of those guys in that um, Attitude Era, they were like retiring, open quote, close quote. And so some of our heroes were you know, stepping away. But those guys eventually came back in. What WrestleMania was that? That was 27? 28. 28? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think Triple H had a match the following year, so it was like his, it was yeah. like his uh, world tour. It was, re- match. it was a rematch, right? Wasn't it? Nah, it was uh, H versus Lesnar. That was the whole storyline. Yes. yes, that um, was actually good. that was a good one, actually. Uh, yeah, tri- you know Lesnar was being a dick, pretty much disrespecting the McMahon family and everything. Yeah. But after yes. his wife and all that shit, yeah. And Triple H actually beat him. He did. Yeah, he uh, pedigreed him on the on the steps, right? Yeah. yeah. Six, I got I Love You, Rick. WrestleMania 24, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Yeah, amazing um, match. Yeah, he retired Ric Flair. Retired Ric Flair. This match is noticeable because um, 
Shamika's told Rick, I love you. And you can hear him saying it in the middle of the ring before he kicked him in the head. <laughs> it, it wasn't like, no, like, a fuck you, I love you. It was like, yo, I love you, man. This For all, everything yeah. that you've done for wrestling. And he kicked him in the head. Yeah, he had to do it. Yeah. It was a really, like, really poetic pro wrestling yeah. match. Like, I think people, were literally, cr- win, people were literally crying in the... In the uh, uh, audience watching that match it was like nobody expected rick flatter win that match yeah. and Shawn michaels was forced to do it yeah Shawn michaels didn't want to end his career they so didn't want to they were actually crying yeah he's mr he's mr wrestlemania he has to do what he has to do he has to win at wrestlemania yep rick flair is like the grandfather for everybody rick flair put on so many people in wrestling it's it's ridiculous yeah. um seven i have icon versus icon Ho- um hollywood hogan versus the rock at wrestlemania x8 crazy crowd crazy because nobody didn't know who to cheer for. <laughs> Crazy crowd. It was literally split. Um, everybody hated Hogan because, you know, he was the heel NWO. People loved The Rock at this point, though, because he was just, like, unapologetic on the, the mic. He just yeah. said whatever, the one-liners, the catchphrases. But since it's Hulk Hogan, everybody loved him, and they're like, yo, it's, it's Hogan versus The Rock. Rock ended up winning, and it was just an all-around good match. Um, At number eight, I got the 21-1. Ugh. Uh yeah, WrestleMania 30 where Brock Lesnar defeated Undertaker, making it his first defeat on a big stage. And like people were actually like upset at this booking. Um I remember at the time I was upset too. I was like really they made Brock Lesnar win, but now that I've seen what Brock Lesnar has done and what Brock Lesnar is now, I'm glad that they did this and even Undertaker it, it, said that he's happy. It needed to happen. It needed to happen. Yeah, it, it was. A, it was. It was always the oh, who's going to be the Undertaker? And it's like, all right, let's let Brock Lesnar, who's also probably a big person. That's you. you you're not just going to defeat Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar is convincing. You can't just let Daniel Bryan fight Undertaker and um, make him win. Right. Um. But yeah, this was um, Undertaker's first loss at WrestleMania. It was Number a nine. It was. Too. Yeah. Yeah. He got. He got tossed around. <laughs> Um, number nine is um, Michaels versus Austin with Tyson as a special guest referee. Damn. Yeah. Shawn Michaels um, at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels was uh, pretty much him and Austin had a few going, and Austin was acting like he was a special DS mem- DX member. And um, Austin turned on Shawn Michaels in the middle of the match and helped Stone Cold Austin win the, the match. He punched him in the face pretty much. Yeah. And since you're a special referee, you make the rules. So you, if you, whatever you do, you can say it's legal. Um, and then at number ten, um, I have the the Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels ladder match that we spoke of. But what are some of y'all got, you guys' favorite uh, favorite moments? So, um, let me just think. I really liked, I liked, um, I liked Punk versus Taker at twenty nine. Punk versus Jericho also was a, a one I almost put on the list. Like, I have a bigger list, but I just put 10 of them. But Punk versus Jericho was also a really good match. Batista versus Taker, too. That build, that whole storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. That fa- that's my favorite feud of all time. One of my favorite uh, feuds. Um, also, they were annoyed. They were really upset that night because they wanted a main event. Um, they got put somewhere in the middle of the card, and they said, both of them made an agreement, yo, we're going to make everybody feel be upset who if they have to follow us like y'all not gonna want to follow this match yeah they, they and tore the house down they tore the house down yeah. yeah taker and batista man if y'all ever have some time like go back and just back and youtube that. that that feud because it's 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 off the chain yeah. um yeah 
Um, I think Brian Batista and Orton was also amazing, amazing yeah. moment as a Daniel Bryan fan. Oh my god! Yeah, that was a that was a huge one as well. But um, I read a lot about the early years, and I'm probably going to do a part two of this episode to cover some of the bigger titans like New Japan and TNA and um AEW. But um, what we're going to do real quick, Gabe. Your wrestling name. You ready for it? I'm ready. I've been waiting all the whole episode for this. <laughs> all right, Gabe. I got you. I, you seem like like a, like a, a calculated guy, right? You like to plan everything out and follow you, your 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 schedule and stuff like that, right? That's fair to say. Very calculated. Yeah. Um. Science guy. Yeah, I I have like a a path that I follow, but I'm I'm fine with like if I need to improvise along the way, if that makes sense. Your wrestling name is Blueprint. Yeah, that's your that's your name. That's really good. I like that's it. Really yeah, good name. that's really good. That's, blue that's actually yeah. the big name of a wrestler that exists. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you have it. I'm you have Hopefully, it. it's not copyrighted. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jamie's Jamie's on the other hand. Um, Jamie's is going to be CPA, Certified Public Ass Kicker. <laughs> that's actually really I good. What the fuck? I think you missed your career. I, I, I get the uh, I get the uh, the um, the attorney at law vibes from Jamie, and I'm like, all right, Jamie can can pull this off. She addressed like an IRS agent, and her finisher is gonna be called the tax write off or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really good. That's really good. That's a promo. She got like those little talk show skits with, with the belt and everything. <laughs> Yo, that would be really uh, cool. That'd be funny. Um, now that y'all have names, I need y'all to give me y'all theme songs. Ooh. Mine is going to be Sulphur by Slipknot, and I'll post that, that later. But <sighs> Sulphur by Slipknot is, is fire for, like, an a entrance song. That would be a good entrance song. Oh, my God. Oh, you should give me a heads know. up. I need to think about this. Yeah, I need to think about this, too. You know what? We'll, the we'll Law and Order theme song. Yes. <laughs> That's it, the law and order. Yes, doom, doom. Just kind of yes. make it, just kind of make it metal. <laughs> kind of make it, put like a metal remix to it with some drums, some guitar riffs. Could, could you imagine like I would actually go somebody, hard. somebody cutting a promo and then you hear doom doom. <laughs> yeah, that would be hard, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> and then what, like, uh, oh! what would your uh, what would your wrestler name and theme song be, Kyle? I wrestler name? I have no idea, bro. No, it's like. I didn't think one for you. For, so stuff, first like, first of all, I really like heels, right? And like, yeah. I don't give a fuck what people say. Like, I, still I like, love heels. Like, I don't give a fuck what people say about me in real life either. So, <laughs> I would kind of definitely yeah. be like, kind of edgy, but not necessarily yeah. bad. I would be a Miz and George John Morrison type type heel, just having fun, just over the, just extreme, just over the top type talkers and stuff. So, like that. I love the Miz and John Morrison, man. They 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 don't get enough love. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I guess my favorite style of wrestling would be like technical submission with a little bit of high flying. Mm-hmm. So you'll call me the albatross. Okay, okay, the albatross, okay. I like, the albatross, I like that. I like that. The albatross. <laughs> this likes to cause great pain and discomfort. Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah, I like the albatross. And my theme, I don't know. You got a theme song for me? What you got? What's your theme song. What do you think? It's that it's that Travis Scott song. It's a it's a older Travis Scott song. I think it's called Quintana. Yeah. Quintana by <laughs> yeah. Travis Scott. Okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now, um, Gabe, you're gonna be included in this, but we're gonna do match predictions for uh, tonight and tomorrow's WrestleMania matches, right? All right. All right. 
first one up. And Gabe, you don't know any of these people but based off of their names. I want you to pick anyway. Okay. I will. We got I'll, Natalia I'll do my best. and we got Natalia and Tamina versus Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rhodes and Dana. God damn, this is long. All right, Natalia and Tamina versus Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus the Riot Squad. Kyle, who you got? Uh, so is it okay if I do like a little fantasy booking? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so you know Billy Kay is in the mix, right? Right. And apparently her tag team partner is Carbella. Oh. So I'm just fantasy booking. At some point, maybe Carmella just goes like, you know what? I don't want to be with you, Billy, because you're annoying, right? And can, Bailey at the moment it. is currently not on the card, which is unacceptable. Wait, is she really not? She's not on the card at all. Do you think? Do you think uh, Carmella and Bailey are? No, I think Billy get... Kay and Bailey are going to yeah. come out. Interesting. And they're going to steal the show, and they're going to be the tag team champions. I can see it. I can see it. Jamie, who you got winning this one? Um, probably the same as Kyle, honestly. <laughs> I, I didn't think of that. I actually have, um, I have, um, n- not Naomi and Lana, but I have Manny Rose and Dana Brooke winning, actually. Really? This is because I think they're the underdogs. You're right. Neither of them, um, <laughs> neither, neither of them actually ever hold, held gold. I think this is their night to get some gold on, around their name. Okay. I think they're just a little bit too generic for me. Yeah, they <laughs> but... They are. I, I think I think this may be their booking. Um, just because Mandy Rose's transformation in the past year and Dana Brooke being Dana Brooke, um, I think that, that they're going to take it. True. Okay. okay. So, it's WWE. What were the names again? I got Natalia <laughs> and Tamina. All right. To, to put in perspective, Natalia and Tamina are like the, the big, strong girls. I was going to say, Natalia sounds like a big, strong Russian woman that I should definitely be scared of. Naomi and Lana, one's a... Uh, one's, Athletic black um, woman and Lana is Lana. Then you have Mandy Rose and Dana Brooks. Dana Brooks is actually um, I want to say an Olympic Olympic. Um, she's a bodybuilder, well. CrossFit gymnast. She's a bodybuilder. Yeah. Mandy mm. Rose is a, a pretty girl, but she's also dangerous. And then you have Riot Squad, who's that 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 big lumberjack chick. And then you have Ruby Ruby Riot, who's like um, just gritty. I'm gonna I'm torn between the third or the fourth one because. Uh, yeah, the CrossFit, you got that endurance because those guys will literally exercise oh, all day. You, you say Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke too? Okay, I'm rolling with uh, But then, but then again, like my grandpa was a lumberjack, and uh, okay, and it, it's kind of like that Ryan farmer Scott? strength, but it's the wilderness strength. So, what's that big girl <laughs> named Sarah something? Sarah Logan? Uh, no, you're talking Liv Morgan. Liv Liv Morgan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But that's yeah. more of like a rustic. See, I'm gonna go with the CrossFit one because they're they're just crazy in general. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Yeah. We 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 gonna we gonna t- we gonna talk about this later. Um. All right. Next match I have is the Raw Tag Team Championship: The New Day versus AJ and Omos. I got AJ and Omos in this one. I got AJ and Omos in this one as yeah, well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There's, There's no, no point AJ for New Day to have the belt. They already have. They're at the point where they're untouchable, honestly, and no loss is gonna hurt them. AJ Omos is not losing this match. Yeah. This is Omos's yeah. debut match. Come on, now nah, he has to win. Yeah. Um, uh, put it in perspective, uh, Gabe. AJ Styles is arguably in another brand, the best wrestler of all time in that other brand, TNA. Omos is is seven foot giant <laughs> who's probably going to be making a, um, a debut. The New Day um, consists of some real smaller guys, but they're very athletic and good at what they do. They're just some all around good 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 baby faces. Who you got, Jamie? I agree. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Majority rules. Majority <laughs> rules. <let's do> it. <laughs> Next on the match is a random match: Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Cesaro. Cesaro, because a loss here is not going to hurt Seth Rollins. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Cesaro needs some W's. He needs a win. I can yeah, see that. Um, yeah, I can see that happening. Cesaro's with it tonight. If they don't, Cesaro is known as the um, Swiss Superman. Um, Gabe, he's a underrated dude that people been wanting WWE to book him, book him right. And I think a win over Seth Rollins, who's the the, the Friday Night Disciple. Seth Rollins won enough gold already. He, I don't see him gaining anything by winning this match. Hmm. Yeah, I got to root for the underdog. So, sets okay, okay, okay. I don't care about this next match. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. I got Shane McMahon winning, actually. Really? I think, well, it's I think w- somebody's going to come out. I don't know who yet, but I think somebody's going to uh, come help him. You know what? This match could go either way, but there's literally no reason for Shane to win. Of <laughs> 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 uh, Braun, this whole, this whole storyline is terrible. It is terrible. It is it's just because Braun's probably going to win because he's going to, um, he wants to fight the WWE champion. After this Probably, one. but here's my fantasy booking, and here's why I'm not going to really argue if you think Shane is going to win. So, it's a cage match, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Braun is going to throw Shane McMahon off the top of the cage to the outside, right? That's going to kill Shane. Shane's <laughs> Right? But, by that, by him doing that, Shane is going to be outside the cage, and by technicality, Shane is going to be the winner. And, you know what Shane McMahon is going to say? Wow, bro, you actually are stupid. <laughs> yes, that actually may happen. <laughs> that could happen, so. Right, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go with Braun, though, because there's literally no reason for Shane to win, though. Other than that, what I just said, but then again, it's WWE. Yeah. Shane McMahon is the son of the owner of the company, and Braun Strowman is probably the biggest person in the biggest, biggest, bigger than Brock Lesnar, strength-wise. Yeah. You pretty much have a guy who's not athletic at all versus a guy who's super athletic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of what, what's, what's the term written in the walls, or it's a cage match, so they're in a yeah. cage, so like there's no interference. Nobody, yeah, nobody can get in, and the the the, the goal is to get out, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get the athletic guy for sure. Facts. <laughs> yeah. um, next is um Bat Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Oh my God, Bat Bunny and Damian Priest are gonna win. Um, you think so? Yes. Um, Shocking. Damian Priest is one of my favorite dudes right now. Solid dude. Amazing Solid dude. guy. Bro, when I heard him talk for the first time, I was like, yo, that dude. Boy, he has a deep, deep voice, boy. bro. That dude said, hey, give me the mic. And I'm like, yo. I like okay. him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Priest. Um, celebrity performers at WrestleMania are very interesting. But I... I really like Bad Bunny because I feel like you definitely can see he has a respect for this business. And you definitely can Oh, tell. he's been putting in work. Yeah. He's been at the um, the performance center for the past few months yeah, um, preparing for this. Definitely. And um you can see that he definitely watches wrestling like he's one of us. Yeah. So, um Priest, yeah, Priest is going to kind of carry him through the match, but yeah, Miz and Morrison really has no point. There's no reason for him to win. The, <laughs> the most, no reason at all. Yeah, the most important at person all. is for Priest because Priest is definitely a Future IC title or United States you, champion. You know what this match should have been? This this card should have been? This card should have been Damian Priest and Bat Bunny versus the New Day for the championship. And then AJ Styles with Omos versus The Miz and John Morrison. Think so? That's what I think it should have been, but that that's my opinion on it. I like how I it think, played out. 
the New Day and AJ Styles thing is just weird. I don't know. I think it's but funny. I love AJ Styles. <laughs> it's, it, no, exactly. That's what it is. Because you have AJ being serious as always, yeah. and then you have the new the New Day and almost. I'm like, yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Um, it's funny. Yeah. Next is SmackDown's Women's Championship: Sasha Banks versus Bianca. Sasha Banks. I I say Sasha retained because um Charlotte's going to interfere. Really? Yes. All right, so, uh, Kev, Sasha Banks is my favorite wrestler right now. Sasha right. retains because Charlotte's going to interfere and, and call her out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bianca Belair is winning tonight. You think so? Bianca Belair needs to win tonight. You don't think we're getting an interruption? No, I don't think we're getting an interruption. I think we're getting a classic 30-minute cl- classic between these women. If it's a classic, Bianca Belair is going to win because Sasha gains nothing from beating Bianca exactly. Belair. Um... This is the first time Sasha Banks is in a main event match at WrestleMania herself. Um, they definitely could build a storyline post WrestleMania up to next year's WrestleMania. Be like, hey, you're Sasha Banks. Yeah, you have all these titles, but you never won at WrestleMania, Sasha. Mm-hmm. They could build that up. I see that. Um, and see Bianca that. Belair, she's the best at everything. They're definitely trying to build, make a new star. I think she's definitely the future of the women's division, um, along with Rhea I Ripley. So um, so. Yeah. Belair wins tonight in a like a really close fight. Jamie, what do you which what you got? I want to say Sasha, but I feel like Kyle is right in a sense because I feel like they could kind of make a storyline off of it. So I, I think I'm gonna have to go with Bianca. Okay. I, I, I think but they could go yeah. either way. Yeah, yeah they really they could, could go either way. Pretty much, Gabe, you have someone who's decorated. Sasha Banks is a super decorated, um, really great athletic person, entertainer, versus Bianca Belair, who's even more athletic and, and, and impressive in the ring than Sasha Banks. They're both like the super women right now of the of the brand. So it's like a super fight. <laughs> I mean, there's no wrong answer here. There's no wrong answer here. If honestly, if you want to, uh, Bianca Belair is the good person. Sasha Banks is the Sasha's. bad person. Yeah. Well, I mean, then Kyle made a really good case about the like you, you got to have that W if you want to if you, if you want yeah. like the next contract kind of thing. So I, I can see her yeah. going going all out for this yeah. one. Yeah, I take it. The next one though, um, this one has a lot of alternate alternate uh, endings. I feel uh, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Wow, um, I'm going with Lashley. I'm going with Lashley. Too. Lashley yeah, needs too. to win. Um, uh, I have two reasons why I'm going with Lashley though. I'm just going with Lashley because Drew. I mean, yes, I understand they want they want Drew to have his big WrestleMania moment of him win the belt, but nah, man, I think Lashley. You know, he just came so long to have this belt, man. And he's doing a good job. Yeah. He's not the greatest on the mic, but that MVP um, manager stuff though. Yeah. MVP is is killing it with Lashley. Definitely. I also think Lashley retains because they're setting up for what they should have set up for last year. Lashley versus Lesnar for, yes. for the gold. That too. They have they they have to do that at some point they before, before they have to. Jamie, what do you think? Have I ever seen Lashley wrestle? Big, he's he, a big black dude. He's been beating, he's been beating everybody <laughs> under three minutes. Let's just leave it at that. Ooh, Bobby Lashley. He's, he's yeah, the, let me look yeah. him up because the name sounds very familiar. He's a big, brolic black dude that looks like he's on steroids. No hair on his body oh, at all. Wait, I, wait, hang on. Second. Lashley, just, he just works his ass off. Yeah. Oh, I think I yeah, know so, him. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's Lashley, he's gonna win. Lashley? I think he's gonna call. It. I think he's gonna. It's gonna be a classic, bro. Yeah. Uh, Gabe, Drew is the Scottish psychopath. Is what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> something, something like that. Big guy though, man. Drew Drew McIntyre like blew up overnight, bro. Size wise, Drew McIntyre was like buck fifty wet one year, right? Drew McIntyre returned next year, two eighty. Yeah. Solid. Diesel. <laughs> Um, Drew is, Drew is, um, Drew is, um, over right now. Super over. I guess that's he's the best, baby, best way the, to put it. He's the baby him. face. Lashley's the bad guy. Lashley's the bad guy, yeah. He um, will. really no wrong answer here either, honestly. You just have two Titans, two Hulks, um, fighting. Uh, oh yeah, alright, so another fantasy booking, so, um, you know how the, they broke up the Hurt Business, right? Oh... Uh, well, this is Drew, this is yeah. just me fantasy booking. I, yo, I should write for WWE. No, they're banned from the ring. Yeah, they're banned for the ring, but they're broken up, right? You're right. So maybe this is like a little like ploy to like get Drew lower his guard down a bit, and then maybe they could just interfere with the match, and then oh, we, oh, because yeah, because people are upset that the whole business broke exactly. up, right? And That's... they were they were really reeling into it on even on social media. Like MVP was talking about, I'm very upset about this. And all that. So they pull. So they pull in a, um, a Jericho and Owens. You think? Maybe. I don't know. You remember Jericho and Owens went the month feuding and hating each yeah. other, and then they uh, they they had a match or something like that, and they end up hugging in the ring. They're like, "Yo, this was a joke the whole time." Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just fantasy booking. I don't think that's gonna happen. But um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Next is United States Riddle versus Sheamus. Sheamus is Sheamus. Sheamus is winning. I love Riddle, but there's no. <laughs> Sheamus Riddle is, is so uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. but uh, Gabe, what do you think? Who's gonna win, Lashley or um, McIntyre? Or Drew, big black brolic dude, swole, solid, <laughs> two eighty, just thick, just just bulk. And then you got Drew McIntyre, who's also bulk, but he's not as bulky, and he can kick hard. And Drew's mm-hmm. taller though. Drew's taller. <laughs> but Brock, yo, Bobby, you look. I wasn't getting in the ring with no Bobby Lashley. Bobby the first guy. He sounds scarier. Yeah, Bobby, <laughs> your Bobby is scary. Bobby don't say nothing. And he, when he talk, is with a lisp. So he... Yeah, that's... Yeah, he, some he like that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Riddle versus Sheamus. Riddle is the dude, bro. Hey, bro. Uh, the the stoner of the um, of the the show. And then Sheamus is the... Um, Sheamus is probably one of the best wrestlers yes. that's just not being booked right. Oh. Sheamus used to beat John Cena back in the day with ease. I don't know why he's like mid card now. Um, yeah, but Sheamus is winning tonight though. Sheamus is winning. You have um, Sheamus is an Irish warrior, kind of what he he goes by, real pale, red headed guy. And then Riddle is the ex MMA junkie. I don't know why I called him a junkie, but ex MMA guy. Um, hey bro, that that guy, surfer dude. Not a. There is a wrong answer here, actually. Riddle is the wrong answer if you say he's going to win. It's going to be Sheamus. There's no point, really. Well, there is a point if they want to turn Riddle heel, but um, 
Sheamus has just been putting on good matches. Um, the company has recognized that. They're kind of rewarding him with a WrestleMania moment with this match. Yeah. So, Yeah. Jamie, who do you think, Riddle or Sheamus? Sheamus. Yeah. Sheamus. Gabe, I, Gabe, don't say Riddle. Don't say Riddle, <laughs> Gabe. But now I want don't to. Say Riddle. Say Riddle. He may. He, he might. You never know, bro. Yeah, you never know. Because the reason why I've kind of liked watching WrestleMania is because you never know what's going to happen. Like, you could predict all of these things, but then it's like, you could be totally wrong. <laughs> nah, man, I, I know what's going to happen. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay future, future teller. <laughs> I'm going to be right. I won't be all right in this down. I'm going to be like, wow, Kyle was there's right. A, um, that's funny. There's a few matches left, but, like, there's some interesting, interesting ones we're going to talk about real quick. But yeah. next is um women's tag team, Nia Jackson, Shayna versus Naomi Alana. Naomi Alana is not winning this this match. No, there's there's more people in that match. Is it really? It's Naya. It's a it's a we, we uh, went through this already. Did I copy get the get the, the list wrong? No, we we talked about this match already. We did. I yeah. I don't know why I put this twice. Never mind. Ignore that one. Next is um Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will put uh, Logan Paul's probably the weirdest <laughs> match on this card. Logan um, Paul is wrestling tonight? No, he's not wrestling. He's he's, he's the, the, the refer, referee, I guess. He's the special enforcer. Yeah. So <laughs> so what's weird about this match is these guys are actually best friends outside of outside of wrestling, but inside of wrestling they were best friends and now they're frenemies. They they hate each other sort of. Sami Zayn is the guy, the conspiracy theorist guy who thinks everyone is out to get him, and Kevin Owens is um the guy who's probably it's pretty much modern being, day Mick Foley if you if you honestly would ask me kind of just probably a, another guy who's being booked horribly wrong in, yeah. in the company. No matter how many times you beat down Kevin Owens, he just keeps coming back and he just likes to yeah. fight. That's his whole thing. He likes to fight people. I, I don't think we're going to get an actual. We're going to get a solid match, but we're not going to get a winner out of this match. Really, you don't think you're going to get a winner? Mm-mm. You know that's actually I, I actually that's a good point. But um, I'm going with Zane. Um. I think Sami Zayn's doing some of his best work in WWE right now. That gimmick, I really, I really enjoy that gimmick, um, and this is just gonna propel him further. Yeah, Jamie, what do you think? You think Logan's gonna get involved? Um, I think he is, but he's probably. I think Logan is gonna get fucked up. Though. If he does, I, <laughs> I personally hope he gets his ass beat because I fucking hate Logan Paul. So. <laughs> I hope he does. If he do, if he doesn't, I'm, I'm calling whatever. it right now. Kevin Owens uh, fucking power bomb him through the table or something. I shit. fucking hope. I hope. So. <laughs> um, Kevin Owens is is about Kevin Owens, big bone guy, Gabe, and Sami Zayn's is is real real skinny guy, but he 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 can he can box, he can fight, He's scrappy. Mm, big, those no big bones could be again. hollow, so I'm gonna go with the the boxing <laughs> guy. You wanna go with that? Okay, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, next is Intercontinental Championship: Big E versus Apollo. Apollo Cruz. How many matches nope. are there? There's three more after this one. Okay, it sounds like a lot. This is two nights. How long is this supposed to go? It's two nights. Two nights. Okay. Thank. Yeah. They really go all out on this. Um, this is new. This is the second year they did that since COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big E versus Apollo. Apollo. I don't, I don't think Apollo is going to win. Apollo needs to win tonight. Big E, um, Gabe, is uh, coming off of um, some of his best work in a while. He was with the New Day, the, um, one of the best championships probably ever at this point, kind of. Um, uh, he's trying like to become a, a I won't say ever. Modern championships, rather. Yeah. Modern, yeah, modern tag teams. The Miz is, I think, the best modern day in the 
Intercontinental Champion. Um, no, I said that wrong. Um, Big E and the New Day were some of the best um, championships, oh, okay. modern championships. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, no, no, no. Big E is not a no. He's not that great of a champion. Um, the Miz is is the best Intercontinental Champion. But <laughs> um, Big E, another big, but another big weightlifting dude. Olympian type type figure versus Apollo, who's um he's pretty big. Also big, but he's fast, man. He's short though. He's short and fast. So you have two big dudes going at each other. One who's kind of stronger than the other one, and one who's smaller and faster than the other. Uh, I'm gonna go with faster, and I also dislike the name of Apollo. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Apollo's winning tonight. Um, it's a, okay. the stipulation is a Nigerian drum fight. Apollo Cruz <laughs> is um. His gimmick is that he's a prince of Nigeria. Um, he's tapped in with his ancestors. He's violent and vicious like his ancestors. And he's going to show them the steel. They, is it really a, a Nigerian drum fight? Yes, that's the stipulation. I think it's, you know how WWE has like, these funny gimmicks. Got matches. it, got it. Apollo's going to win 1,000%. Yeah. It's a Nigerian drum fight. It's his match, which is based off his gimmick. So he has to win. Um, this is also the fourth time... He's getting a chance at the Intercontinental Championship, so if he loses, he just looks stupid. So Apollo has to win tonight. Jamie, you're rolling with Apollo too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Apollo honestly. Um, the next three matches are probably the biggest on the cards, right? We're gonna start with the women, the ladies first. All right. We got um Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Has Rhea to Ripley. Win I fucking love Rhea Ripley, so she's gonna win. I don't think she wins yet. Really? Nah, she has to win. She's got to. to. No, she's got to. Not against Asuka. I love Asuka, too. Here's why. Here's why. Asuka's reign has not been anything. It hasn't. And this is is the moment to to cap. All right, Asuka beat Rhea Ripley. She's still the most dangerous woman in in the business. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think so. Nah, I think Rhea Ripley needs to beat her uh, tomorrow night. Rhea Ripley has to beat her. Because here's the thing. Rhea Ripley is the baby face in this. No, Rhea Ripley's the heel. No, are you Ripley sure? Ripley is actually the heel. Dude, I think Oscar's the heel. Ah, nah, Ripley's the heel. Ripley threw a table. At her. I guess that's. I guess that's fair, man. I don't. They I also see, Ripley I, also cost them the match on Monday. She did. She did. Yeah, Ripley's the bad person shit, here. Shit. Man, this is a hard. I'm not going to pick actually. Well, I have to pick. I'm going with Oscar. I gotta go with Oscar. You. I mean, I can't blame you, Oscar. Asuka is like one of the best right now, but yeah, Asuka is like a um, ancient Ch- Chinese Japanese warrior type wrestler, uh, Kabuki style game. She wears the um, the face paint and she does the green mist that she can spit out and stuff like that. Nice and all that. Rhea Ripley is like the um, uh, they call her the nightmare. She's just really brutal, powerhouse, tough chick. Yeah, she's mm, bigger, she's stronger. Yeah, this one is tough. I'm, I'm Rhea Ripley because I love her. So. Yeah, I probably have to go with the 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 nightmare. Okay. All right. Okay, so okay. so let me explain why I think it has to be Ripley. So, Rhea Ripley had a very bad year after she lost to Charlotte last year. After she lost to Charlotte, which she really shouldn't have, um, it kind of derailed her in NXT. Um, she had several rematches. She was still at the top of the card in NXT, but she never really won much of anything she had like she even lost to Raquel Gonzalez and she got moved up to the main roster um amazing Royal Rumble performance came back at the Royal Rumble lost to Bianca Belair so she was second place in the Royal Rumble um they hype her up all these promos comes back three weeks before Mania 
Um, she only had one match on main roster. In, I mean, if you don't want to count the Royal Rumble match. So to give her momentum, like, I don't think they should play with Ray Rhea Ripley. I think they should just push her to the top. Yeah, that's fair. So she has to win at WrestleMania just to be like, okay, this is a woman that you need to pay attention to. Right. And They kind of need to book her yeah, right. Yeah, book her right. So, I mean, it sucks. Yeah. I understand. I completely agree. Asuka's reign has not been very good. And that's not because of Asuka. That's because WWE and the women's division, they don't have the women talent. Built. Not like SmackDown not like has SmackDown, right, right. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a feud for the long run. Yeah. So, Asuka could be take some the rematches loss. for sure, yeah. I think. Asuka could take the loss, and Rhea Ripley could just hold on the belt, at least until SummerSlam. Yeah. All right, this next match, right? The Fiend versus Randy Orton. That has to be The Fiend. This is... <laughs> Fiend's gonna yeah. win, but Gabe, what's 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 sim- what's what's crazy about this match, right? So you have this dude named the Fiend, right, aka Bray Wyatt. He's the de- he's a the, the wrestling is portraying him as a, a demon, right, mm-hmm. devil type figure, an actual demon devil type figure, right? They don't call him a man; they call him the demon, right? He um he's undestructible, you know he he's crazy. They him and Randy Orton fought. Um, months ago, sometimes I want to say last year or earlier this year, and to beat him, Randy Orton had to set him on fire in the <laughs> ring. Wow, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. And um, the Fiend came back recently, and he he has um he's in a new attire, and the attire is like he's burnt and he's just disconfigured and stuff like that. Um, what makes this this match interesting? He has like a little um helper, demon's little helper type situation with another um female superstar who's been antagonizing Randy Orton. Um, for the past few months, um, pretty much she's like the the devil's little helper. She like um, sits in her swing and she does this little magical thing where she'll make Randy Orton spit up black goo out his mouth in the middle of matches and stuff like that. Um, Randy Orton, on the other hand, is probably the most dangerous person um, on this whole list of um, superstars in general. Um, probably Randy doesn't benefit from this at all. Yeah. Rather, the fiend, you you you're um you're taking away from the fiend's mystique by having him lose again, because they did it once with Goldberg beating him, right? Yeah, it's Goldberg, oh, whatever. But but if the fiend loses again, then he's not the fiend anymore. He's just Bray Wyatt. He's not mysterious or mystique or immortal anymore. Mm. Yeah, so fiend fiend gotta win. Fiend has to win. I think it's gonna be a a, a, a fiend. I think it's gonna be a playhouse match. They hadn't said what kind of match is gonna be yet. I think it might be a playhouse match. This is this is gonna be some shenanigans. Um, There's gonna be some some magic. But yeah, the fiend is written as like the demon, actual demon who can like manipulate stuff and control mind control people. Versus, um, they call him the Viper. It's Randy Orton. Mm. Jamie, who you who you got? Jamie, while Gabe thinks. I have to think on this one. I like Randy Orton. Yeah. I like the fiend. <laughs> Unless. I'm gonna have to go with this fiend guy. Yeah. Sounds pretty intense. Yeah, he's he, Bray Wyatt has been um, booked wrong for years, and this is probably some of his best work ever. Probably the best he's ever going to get with the fiend. The fiend. Did the fiend beat John Cena? Yeah, in that weird he match. Did, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I think it's gonna be the fiend. Honestly, I think <laughs> it's gonna be the fiend. I don't think it's gonna be Randy Orton. I think it's gonna because, I mean, after seeing that fiend versus John Cena match, I think like. <laughs> I think it's just gonna yeah, be Yeah, that him. was that was it was nutty. It was weird. 
Yeah, yeah um, the last match on the card is probably the biggest this match. I already know who so Kyle's going to say. Are you, are you sure? Kyle's are you sure? Say, right? You got Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. So. Roman Reigns retains. So. Everybody knows, everybody knows I'm a big Daniel Bryan fan. And you know I'm a big Edge fan. But I'm going to have to agree with you. Roman Reigns is going to retain. Here's why, right? Yeah. Edge is gonna. What's gonna happen is Edge is gonna spear the the the, the hell out of Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Roman Reigns is gonna spill the spear the hell out Edge. of Edge, then pin Bryan. That's how it's gonna end. Um, yeah, Roman Reigns. This is the best Roman Reigns. This is the probably the best main roster character out of everybody. Got, um, Roman Reigns. Godfather. Is, He's the Godfather right now. Godfather mentality. Godfather. He has He's his, uh, Thanos. His family. Yeah. Nobody's touching Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the best. Um. I love Brian. I love Edge. I love this storyline with Edge. This storyline is honestly amazing. But um, yeah, Reigns is doing his best work. I really think Reigns should be like, um, he should have the belt for like four hundred plus days. I'm not even joking. Like he needs to have like a really long reign. Um, and he's put he's making the, new, deep, new characters. On the other hand, um, Edge is the heel of this match. Yeah, actually, no, I would say um, Reigns is the heel. Brian is the only baby yeah. face of this match. Edge is like the anti hero. But, but Reigns is the heel, yeah. though. Reigns is the heel. Um, Brian can't win. Brian, Brian is not going to win. Brian's this match. not winning. Oh, I hate to say it. Yeah, it's man. I think Ro- Roman's going to win yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, Jamie, who do you think is going to win? I think it's. I I really like Roman Reigns. Um, I think it's going to be him. Um, Gabe, Roman Reigns is the big Samoan solid dude. Oh, uh, there, you just, like the that's Godfather. it right there, man. <laughs> Samoan, <laughs> yeah, me. All right, man. Like, Edge is, Edge is the ultimate opportunist. He takes opportunity where he can get it, and he doesn't care if you hate it. He'll he'll spear his own mother if it meant winning a match. Mm, that's going to come back to bite him in the ass, though. I think the Samoan guy is going to kick his ass. Okay. Then you have Daniel Bryan, who's a um, babyface, 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 babyface. Super babyface, technical babyface. wrestler to get very aggressive. Um, massive underdog, but yeah, dude. Underdog can't ain't go. The underdog title ain't gonna help him. It, it's, it's not, but he's gonna he's gonna give the work. He's gonna give them work though. Reigns gonna barely make yeah. make it out. I hate to say yeah. it. Reigns is winning. Yeah, yeah. Reigns is winning. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, yeah, that's um this episode. I think we went a little longer, but hey, this was a special <laughs> episode. WrestleMania. Um, first so. special guest, WrestleMania. Um <laughs> if you guys have any any um gripes or any opinions on our lists or our opinions or what we said the match predictions, please let us know. Um these are all opinions, they're not facts. Oh, they're, they're factual. Yeah. They're factual. Um They're facts actually. Have, <laughs> Go to hell. Uh, do you have anything you wanna plug? Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the real kale YouTube channel. Drop them, drop them, plug them, plug them. Uh, you know, plug type em. it in. The real kale. That's three Bop. A's. We'll put the link in the description. Links in the description. Actually, go to the right place. Follow me on Twitter. Want to watch some some good content? Um, I seen him play Mortal Kombat a few times. Solid, solid, solid stuff. Uh, I'm alright. I'm alright. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, thanks for joining us, Kyle. Man, this was this was actually fun. Nice change of pace to have an actual guest and you know just talk about stuff we both like. Alright man. I agree. Yeah, thanks Thank for coming. Thank you for on. having me. Thank you for having me, guys.
Jamie and Gabe, y'all have anything else? Y'all the closers. Um, um I'm good. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Beakers and Creepers podcast. Um, I post uh, sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're gonna have some stuff come out for you guys in the next few weeks and so forth. So we can't wait. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Well, with that, we will see y'all later. Bye. All right, later.